Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we're diving into life worth living, a profound exploration of what it means to construct a meaningful existence crafted by the brilliant minds of Miroslav Volf, Matthew Crossman, and Ryan McAnally Linz. This remarkable book embarks on a journey through a rich tapestry of philosophical and theological ideas, aiming to equip you with the insights necessary to discern what truly matters most in your personal quest for significance. Drawing from their extensive backgrounds in theology and ethics, the authors guide you through understanding and acting upon your own vision of a life worth living. Miroslav Volf, a distinguished professor of theology at Yale Divinity School and the director of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture, brings to the table a deep understanding of religion, faith, and the essence of human compassion, as demonstrated in his previous works, such as The End of Memory and Exclusion and Embrace. Matthew Croasman, a lecturer at Yale College and the director of the Life Worth Living program at the Yale Center for Faith and Culture, contributes his expertise in the emergence of sin and the quest for the good life, while Ryan McAnally Linz, associate director of the Yale Center for Faith and Culture, adds his seasoned perspective on public faith and the dwelling of God. Life Worth Living is an essential read for anyone pondering the age-old question of life's meaning, those intrigued by theology and comparative religion, and curious minds yearning for inspiration and practical guidance on navigating the complexities of contemporary life. Whether you're seeking to understand the deepest philosophical inquiries or looking to transform your intellectual curiosities into actionable steps towards a more purposeful existence, this book promises to illuminate your path. Join us as we unpack the essence of a life worth living and uncover how to cultivate a life filled with meaning, purpose, and joy. Life Worth Living, A Guide to What Matters Most Introduction, Discovering the Essence of a Truly Fulfilling Life Imagine for a moment, if you will, a life filled to the brim with luxury, yachts, designer wear, exclusive dining experiences, and more champagne than you know what to do with. While the allure of such opulence cannot be denied, it raises a critical question. Is this the pinnacle of human aspiration? In our journey through a maze of societal norms and personal desires, we often stumble upon this crossroad, asking ourselves whether wealth and luxury truly equate to a life well-lived. The quest to uncover a deeper understanding of what constitutes a meaningful existence is not a new one. Throughout history, philosophers, thinkers, and seekers alike have pondered the very essence of life, leading us to what we now refer to as the question. At the heart of this query lies a trio of interlinked contemplations. What is truly worth desiring? What should our hopes be anchored in? And fundamentally, how ought we to live? In grappling with these musings, we step into the realm of profound philosophical inquiry, a territory rich with potential for revelation and transformation. Unlike the fleeting satisfaction derived from material possessions, the answers to these questions promise insights into the core of human fulfillment and purpose. As we embark on this exploration, it's important to remember that the pursuit of a good life extends far beyond the confines of financial prosperity and external validations. 
Instead, it invites us into an introspective journey, challenging us to redefine our values, aspirations, and the very meaning of success. So, brace yourself for a deep dive into the philosophical underpinnings of existence as we seek to unravel some of life's most pivotal inquiries. As we navigate through these reflections, we may just discover that the essence of a truly fulfilling life lies in realms far removed from the materialistic trappings of modern society. Part 1. Exploring the Depths of Existence Congratulations, you're alive. That's something we can all unanimously agree on. But let's pause for a moment and ponder, what exactly does it mean to be alive? And more importantly, what obligations, if any, come with this precious gift of life? As we embark on this introspective journey, it's clear that the path ahead is not a straight one. The discourse on living a virtuous and morally upright life is as varied as it is ancient with myriad schools of thought offering their distinct perspectives. This multifaceted inquiry is what the authors ingeniously encapsulate as the question. But don't be misled. The question is not a singular curiosity, but rather a mosaic of interrelated contemplations. What is of paramount importance in life? What does it mean to lead a prosperous and fulfilling life? And ultimately, whom are we accountable to? Before we delve into the philosophical and theological expositions that attempt to unravel the question, let's understand the approach we'll be adopting. One of the core facets of the question we'll be dissecting first is, what is truly worth desiring? Imagine embarking on a deep-sea exploration. The objective? To plunge beneath the surface of automatic, superficial desires and swim through the waters of self-reflection toward the ultimate destination of self-transcendence. At this juncture, the question isn't merely, what do I want, but rather, what is worth wanting? In essence, what concocts a life brimming with purpose and fulfillment for you? Much like any expedition to the ocean depths, once you uncover the treasures worth desiring, you must resurface, translating discovery into action. This pivotal transition underscores the essence of embodying the principles you've unearthed. It's one thing to articulate what matters to you, but do your actions echo your convictions? Let's not overlook another critical dimension of the question, to whom are we accountable? Or put another way, do our actions stand under scrutiny? This inquiry lays the foundation for discerning the contrasts among various philosophical and theological interpretations we'll explore. Naturally, the responses to this question are as diverse as the ideologies themselves. For a quick analogy, consider the iconic motto from Smokey Bear, Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires. This phrase cleverly delineates three principal aspects of responsibility. Firstly, the only you component places you as the primary custodian of your actions. Next, we have the forest, a metaphor for the sphere of your influence, encompassing your family, community, and beyond. Lastly, there's Smokey himself, symbolizing an authoritative figure or a higher power, setting guidelines and passing judgments. As we navigate through the compelling vistas of a meaningful existence, understanding these varying lenses of responsibility, the individual, the collective, and the transcendental, becomes indispensable. 
Our ensuing discussions will delve into the rich tapestry of philosophical and theological insights, unraveling the varied interpretations of the good life and how different minds have grappled with the question. Part 2. Navigating the Philosophical Waters of Life's Purpose In our quest to understand the complex tapestry of life and its purpose, we dive into the profound waters of various philosophical, theological, and modern insights. From utilitarianism to Stoicism, Buddhism to the core teachings of major religions, each offers a unique lens through which we might discern a path towards a fulfilling and meaningful existence. It's akin to concocting a recipe where the essence lies in discovering harmonious ingredients that resonate with one's soul. Commencing our journey with utilitarianism, we encounter the philosophy presented by Jeremy Bentham in 1822. Positing a seemingly simple yardstick for measuring the worth of our actions, pleasure, and pain. Delight in pleasure, Bentham urges, and shun pain. For pleasure signifies goodness, and pain its opposite. Interestingly, Bentham challenges societal norms by refraining from ranking pleasures. To him, the joy derived from parlor games holds equal merit to that of experiencing a Beethoven symphony, emphasizing the value of subjective pleasure and the notion of contributing to the collective joy of others. Yet this raises pivotal questions. Is the pursuit of pleasure truly our ultimate goal? Can all pleasures be considered equal? And might there be an intrinsic value in pain? The tale of Oscar Wilde, particularly during his reflective period in prison captured in De Profundis, sheds light on a re-evaluation of pleasure. After reassessing his life's pursuits, Wilde discerned a hierarchy among pleasures and confronted the unavoidable presence of sorrow in life, championing the beauty and profundity of sorrow as the supreme emotion. It's a profound realization that sorrow, disappointment, and heartbreak are integral to the human experience, offering a deep connection to the reality of our existence. Similarly, Buddhism presents a contemplative perspective viewing pleasure as a potential hindrance rather than an end goal. The Buddha taught that suffering springs from the depths of our cravings, whether for pleasure, fame, wealth, or power. By achieving a transcendent state, Buddha showed that one could experience pain without the accompanying suffering, through a disengagement from the incessant yearning for pleasure. Turning our gaze towards Judaism, Christianity and Islam, we find a different path to freedom and fulfillment. These faiths highlight obedience to the divine as a roadmap to the good life. In Judaism and Christianity, adherence to God's commandments paves the way, while Islam recounts a primordial oath to God, emphasizing the weight of this inherent responsibility and the moral compass it provides. These religions offer a framework wherein the good life is synonymous with divine alignment and obedience, alleviating the burden of subjective judgment in moral dilemmas. In essence, this eclectic exploration of philosophical and religious wisdom invites us to contemplate the myriad paths to leading a rich, meaningful life. Whether through the pursuit of pleasure, the embrace of sorrow, the detachment from craving, or the obedience to a higher power, 
Each perspective offers unique insights on navigating the existential quest for purpose and fulfillment. As we traverse these varied philosophical landscapes, we're encouraged to reflect on the ingredients that will compose our unique recipe for a good life, one that resonates deepest with our individual convictions and aspirations. Part 3. Expanding Our Sphere of Responsibility From Personal Flourishing to a Thriving Planet How expansive is your realm of concern? Reflecting on the smoky responsibility, we're nudged to consider the breadth of our forest, that is, the reach of our responsibility. This contemplation extends beyond a mere introspection about our individual lives to provoke thought on the larger picture. What are our aspirations and whose well-being truly lies within our sphere of concern? When philosophers like Aristotle and Friedrich Nietzsche articulated their visions of a flourishing life, their perspectives were, by default, tailored to specific societal segments. Aristotle's musings were restricted to the realm of the free and property-owning man, while Nietzsche's ethos of artistic genius necessitated a level of privilege that exempted one from mundane daily tasks. This approach is revealing, shedding light on a tendency to focus on personal fulfillment rather than the holistic well-being of our world. Yet, shouldn't the scope of our concern extend beyond humanity to include the myriad forms of non-human life sharing our planet? Robin Wall Kimmerer, in her work Braiding Sweetgrass, scrutinizes a specific interpretation of Christianity that facilitated the displacement of Native American populations, the extinction of numerous animal species, and the exploitation and contamination of vast tracts of land. She critically assesses how certain Christian doctrines may foster indifference towards non-human entities and a disconnection from the immediate present, pivoting focus instead towards an afterlife in heaven. According to this viewpoint, if humans are fashioned in God's image and are granted dominion over all creatures, then our responsibility does not encompass the natural world. In stark contrast, the beliefs of North American indigenous peoples embrace a profound reverence for nature and all living beings, advocating for a harmonious coexistence that ensures the sustainability of these invaluable resources. Moreover, our contemplations on life's purpose and the expanse of our responsibility are invariably influenced by our perceptions of mortality. William Shakespeare's Hamlet famously pondered the question, to be or not to be. But from a Buddhist perspective, this dichotomy between life and death presents a limited view of existence. Thich Nhat Hanh, a revered Buddhist monk, encourages us to see beyond these binary states to recognize the ongoing cycle of transformation, where there is no concrete beginning or end, only a perpetual state of flux. This notion of life as an unending transformation may offer solace to some, grounding us in the present and fostering a sense of peace. Nevertheless, thinkers like Martha Nussbaum and C.S. Lewis argue that it's the finite nature of our existence, the inevitability of death, that imbues our lives with meaning and urgency. The concept of eternity, rather than offering comfort, might nullify the significance of our actions and choices. It's the presence of an endpoint that lends weight to our lives. In the face of these reflections, it behooves us to consider, for whom and for what are we willing to lay down our lives? Or, framed another way, 
what makes life worth living? This query not only urges us to evaluate our personal values and commitments, but also challenges us to broaden our perspectives, embracing a more inclusive vision of responsibility that encompasses all forms of life on our shared planet. Part 4. Embodying your vision of a good life. Imagine, if you will, that after a period of deep reflection, you've arrived at a profound understanding of what constitutes a good and meaningful life for you. You've peered into the core of your being and answered the question, uncovering what truly matters and recognizing what is genuinely worth desiring in your journey. But now, a new challenge presents itself the daunting task of translating this vision into the tangible reality of your everyday life. This transition from contemplation to action is where the rubber meets the road, requiring not only clarity of vision, but also the courage to instigate profound changes. Whether it's shifting your lifestyle, breaking free from entrenched habits, or both, such transformations demand resilience and determination. While some individuals possess an innate ability to pursue their goals independently, for many, the journey is significantly smoother and more fruitful with support from others. The human spirit, it seems, thrives within a community that echoes its aspirations and values. Interestingly, the size of this supportive community need not be vast. Reflect on the mechanisms of programs designed for those overcoming addiction, such as Alcoholics Anonymous. The power of these programs lies not only in the collective support, but profoundly in the individual connections, particularly the role of a sponsor, someone who genuinely understands the struggle because they, too, navigate similar challenges. As we consider larger communities, especially those bound by shared spiritual or religious beliefs like Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, we recognize the diversity of thought within them. Although unanimity on every detail may be elusive, what unites these communities are shared rituals and traditions. These practices can significantly bolster morale and resilience, especially during challenging times. Another potent tool in the arsenal for living a visionary life is meditation, paired with practices like prayer to nurture sustained transformation. A particular method worth exploring is the examine, devised by St. Ignatius of Loyola. This reflective practice breaks down into five steps, expressing gratitude for the day's blessings, reviewing the day's events, acknowledging missteps, seeking forgiveness, and looking forward to the next day with a plea for grace and greater awareness of the divine presence. Ignatius, who underwent a radical personal transformation following a near-death experience, created the exam as a means to maintain his spiritual devotion. This practice encourages daily introspection, grounding individuals in gratitude and mindfulness while fostering a commitment to continuous improvement and reconciliation. These strategies and tools offer valuable pathways for those eager to live out their understanding of a good life fully. They remind us that while defining our vision is a crucial first step, the journey towards actualizing it is continuous and dynamic, enriched by the support of others, and sustained by practices that keep us aligned with our deepest values. In embracing these principles, we edge closer to leading lives that not only reflect our personal visions of the good, but also contribute to a larger tapestry of communal and global well-being. Final Summary 
the quest for a good life, one that transcends mere comfort and wealth to embrace deep meaning and fulfillment, is as diverse as humanity itself. This journey isn't about accumulating material luxuries, but about flourishing as we navigate our values and ideals, aiming to create a world that nurtures similar growth in others. Crafting a personal vision of a good life often entails drawing inspiration from a rich tapestry of philosophical and religious beliefs, sifting through the wisdom of ideologies ranging from utilitarianism and Buddhism to Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. This process of synthesis encourages us to confront challenging questions and to introspect deeply about our genuine convictions. Yet, identifying our ideal of a meaningful life is merely the beginning. The true test lies in bringing this vision to life, which can be an inherently challenging endeavor. It might necessitate profound changes in our lifestyle, a deliberate effort to move away from ingrained habits or both. During this transformative phase, the importance of a supportive community becomes starkly evident. Humans tend to thrive and achieve their highest potential within a collective that echoes their aspirations. Whether this support comes from a close-knit group or a broader community tied by shared beliefs and rituals. Additionally, integrating meditative practices and daily reflections, such as the exam developed by St. Ignatius of Loyola, can facilitate continuous alignment with our vision. These practices not only encourage gratitude and mindfulness, but also foster a commitment to personal growth and betterment. In essence, our exploration of the good life underscores a journey that is both deeply personal and universally resonant. It involves a constant dialogue with the wisdom of the past, an ongoing effort to actualize our innermost values, and a commitment to a life that not only seeks personal fulfillment, but also contributes to the flourishing of our broader community. The pursuit of a meaningful life, complex and varied as it may be, offers a transformative pathway to realizing our full potential and leaving a lasting impact on the world around us. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.